So. <sighs> I've not been given any information about anything. I've had a very, very rude email. And now I've got to look at Darren in the bath. Along with a load of stupid penguins and a rubber duck that's the wrong colour. This is the second time he's turned up for the podcast with no clothes on. I lay back, closed my eyes, and thought of England. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, a conversation between two quite brilliant minds. The Bath episode, part one, Dead Patch. So this is fascinating. Um, absolutely nothing's happening, except I've... Oh, it's gone altogether. So I'm texting him saying I'm bored now because I've had a series of messages saying late, 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 late at 15.31. Then late, 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 all separate messages at 15.32. I then had to reply I can't get in because it said I was already in a meeting. Then he sends another one a minute later saying late, try now. And then I get a frozen picture of a bath and some penguins and a stupid rubber duck, which disappears. And I'm supposed to be the one that's causing the problems. Anyway, uh, apparently it's back now and the water seems to be moving. So, uh, and it's just, it's just going to be like him that the laptop will fall in the water at some point. So I've had five minutes wasted. But I'm just talking to the listeners because everybody's lost interest. Five minutes wasted uh, looking at absolutely okay. nothing. Now he's appeared sitting in the bath with a flat cap on and probably nothing else. Yeah, and he's still wearing his glasses. Still got his bloody glass of wine. It's water. Well, you say that every week. Yeah, I'm on a February detox. Oh, February detox. Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing what you asked me to do. Because unlike you, when I get feedback, I listen. Clearly, you're already getting it wrong, despite the fact that it's only February. I'm on a February detox. I'm doing what you asked me to do, which is, you know, not drink for the rest of the year. Why are you in the bath? Because uh, a couple of reasons. A, it's been a busy day. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I haven't had time to wash today. So I thought a bit of multitask would be useful. B, you told me to clean up my act. Boom, boom. Here for a little while. Uh, so I thought, why not do a bit of multitasking, do a podcast on the bath. I can wash, I can clean, I can have a shave. I do need a shave uh, whilst also uh, being here with you. So the best thing about this is, and this is going to come to no one as a surprise listening, because we all, as we all know, you live on your own. Darren, at the end of his bath, has a mirror. So just above the taps on the wall is a mirror. So basically what he does is he lies in the bath looking at himself. For long periods of time. You're, yet again, you're stating things that are true, like they're unreasonable. How else would you shave? At the sink. It's, what? You stand at the sink and shave. You, I don't stand at the The world, sink. except Darren, stands at sinks and shaves. Uh, I stand at no sink and shave. I always uh, shave at the end of my bath. 
Yeah, but the trouble with that is that the bath is just going to make the mirror misty. Yeah, but then you use your Viacal or any other products that you can because we're not sponsored by Viacal. No, that's just rubbish. Viacal doesn't get rid of... I know you're not keen on the cleaning, but for We've got Viacal and it's not for getting steam off mirrors. Can we do a multiple choice quiz? Have you A, ever used it, B, used it only once, or six, I can't even remember where it is. Or nine, am I the person that cleans the bathroom? No, I'm not. I'm in charge of the kitchen. There's a surprise. Have you seen the state of your kitchen? No wonder the cupboards fell down on your head. But lots of Viacal gets used. I hate the stuff, apparently. You hate the stuff, apparently, <laughs> as if it's the second person and not quite sure of your own experience. Do we want to talk? Should we talk to the other Stephen Thompson? Are we doing some chair work again? Okay, so Stephen... Well, I've, got, I've got two Darrens, haven't I? I've got one I'm looking at, and then I've got a bloody reflection to look at as well. This is like a narcissist's dream come true. Your dream come true. And what sort of pillows have you got? Pillowcases? Oh, well, you know you know the gift that Beds of Devon sent? Because we mm. put that leftovers episode. So they've got a picture of you on. So you go from your bath, looking <laughs> into the mirror at the end of the bath, up to your bed where there's a photograph of you on your pillow. It's a beautiful fantasy, but to be fair... Two, Brendan, two pillowcases, two. Uh, Brendan wouldn't mind me saying this, uh, but I, I'm not actually using them as pillowcases. I've got them on display. How? Uh, so I have like a precious gifts section in my house of all of the beautiful things that people have given me. And, uh, and the Beds of Devon pillowcases, courtesy of uh, Beds of Devon Cockington. Uh, obviously, it's closed at the moment, but actually, if you go online... Uh, they'll give you a beautiful 20% discount. Yeah, so I've got that. So it's in my special things gallery. Which is um, the opposite to the regifting pile. It's absolutely the opposite to the regifting pile. Well done for using your words in the right order. And obviously, I've never achieved anything in the special gifts pile. No. However, yeah. there's an awful lot of your life in my regifting pile, which is actually a cabinet in my sofa. <laughs> so every time I sit or lay on my sofa, it's like I'm squashing and suffocating you. The the very display that I am talking about, including mm-hmm. the beds of Devon pillowcases, mm-hmm. are actually in the bathroom. I'm going to do a pan around and you're going to need to do a um, good audio description, just in case anybody doubts that I'm in the bath, by the way. I'm sure no, the sound he, quality is different. He is in the bath. Swishing water. So, so, special- so, um, so sorry, we just have to stop. The person that complains about the fact that I have a lot of clutter in my house. I mean, how much stuff have you got pushed onto that tiny little windowsill? There's yeah, penguins, yeah. there's a vacuum cleaner, there's an angry bird, there's a picture, there's a lady shave, there's gel. <laughs> a lady shave. There's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> do you dust that? Yes, of course I do. Look, um, that is well dusted. Go on then, mm-hmm. let's have a tour of the bathroom. Which... So, uh, oh, there's, collect- the pretent- there's a series of pretentious left-wing political books by the toilet that have obviously never been read because actually what where he's put them is right underneath the uh, skylight, so the sun has basically yellowed them all. <laughs> You're very funny. No, I like to have a political poo. If I go for a poo, I like it to be uncomfortable. That's the point. There's uh, a thing saying life is better at the beach for somebody who's probably never been on a beach in their life because they're so manic. Well, for somebody that grew up at a beach and longs to get back to the beach, but I take your point. 
Uh, on the other side of the toilet, uh, there's a plant, some more books. Yeah, what are the books, Stephen? Well, I can't see. Sorry, it's all a bit. It's all a bit anti Muswell Hill, isn't it? Sorry. Is that it? Is is what it? That's the tour of the bathroom, which I've seen multiple times anyway. Oh, I mean, you can see the sink if you want. But... There's a shower curtain that says shower curtain, just in case he forgets what the shower curtain's for. That's useful. It says shower, conservative, conservative. It says conserve water, shower together, is what it says. Uh, obviously necessary when you live on your own. And then there is a mirror above the sink uh, with lots of more clutter. I mean... You know, I mean, our bathroom is minimalist compared to your with the clutter in your bathroom. But you see, what I've done is I've contained the clutter in one area of my life and one area of my house, and that's the bathroom. Whereas no, you haven't. You've got loads and loads of very clean. books and CDs and DVDs, hundreds of them downstairs. No, no, it's not. They're all very ordered in the right sections, in the right, in their alphabetical oh, 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 I see. So you can have CDs, DVDs and books if they're... They're not clutter if they're alphabetized, but they are clutter if they're not alphabetized. Basically, it's the difference between doing something in consciousness and out of consciousness. Your flat is a shit pit out of your consciousness. What isn't in your, although I'm trying to bring it into your consciousness, so week on week, moment on moment, you're becoming more and more aware of just how badly you're getting your life wrong. Uh, however, up until you met me, possibly one of the most fortuitous moments of your life ever, if not the pinnacle, uh, it was all a little bit out of awareness. The fact that you've never cleaned your bathroom, I think, tells us all an awful lot of things. The fact that I have never cleaned our bathroom, the bathroom gets cleaned every day. No, I listen to my words. So the clue was in my words what I did use. The fact that you, do you remember that thing that you do really bad listening? You can't remember what episode, which happened in what, when, when and why. Uh, you can't remember anything, basically. But the point is, part of it is that you do very bad listening. The fact that you don't clean your bathroom says an awful lot. No, the I don't clean my bathroom. Somebody else cleans the bathroom. Yeah. And it's really beautiful that you can afford a Muswell Hill maid. No, the other person that lives here cleans the bathroom. Sure, your living maid cleans the bathroom. You don't need to peek up the fact that you have a living maid. People are not going to respond to that warmly, Stephen. Last in the last episode, when I said own your privilege, there's a there's a thin line between owning one's privilege and acknowledging one's privilege and then flaunting it. I think telling the world via this podcast that your living maid cleans your bathroom every day is not okay. For the listeners, I do, do not have a living maid. <laughs> if I did have a living maid, you'd just be jealous. What, look, listen. I mean, we can make it feel as okay as you like. You could even say partner, if that's going to make you feel better. <laughs> uh, let's pretend that they're your partner and actually that you make your partner clean the bathroom every day and you never clean the bathroom. Now, as somebody that works with couples um, and all sorts of relationships, uh, looking at the healthy and unhealthy dynamics of, of long-term relationships, I would argue that if one person in a partnership or a triad or whatever always the person that does the bathroom that's probably a little unhealthy why if they're good at doing the bathroom and i'm not good at doing bathrooms why should that be unhealthy what i used to do as a kid so i hate wiping up right i don't mind a bit of washing up even to this day i don't really wipe up and to my shame with the small s i quite often put things away that i've not necessarily dried into my drawers 
they're clean, obviously, but I might, they could probably be dry because I'm not a big fan of drying up. Like a bit of washing up. So when I was a kid, if it was my turn to dry up, I'd do it really badly. And then my mum would go, I'm not letting you dry up again. You do it really badly. Well, that's no way to teach somebody to do something properly, so stopping them doing it. No, but that's how you've managed to engineer and live your partnership, clearly. No, we just, divide, we just divide the the jobs. Okay. One person does the kitchen, one person does the bathroom. The person that does the bathroom enjoys doing the bathroom and finds it quite meditative, so I'm but happy the, to let them do it. What I've noticed is that the person that does the kitchen, presuming it isn't the person that does the bathroom, doesn't do the kitchen, which is why things end up falling down, because so much dust and dirt <laughs> that actually what ends up happening is that cupboards fall down. They're so strained. I'm so glad I left you in this flat on your own. You're frozen. God, you've got a stupid grin on your face. There's nothing worse than him freezing with a smug grin on his face. Do something. Have I frozen? Well, you can talk all you want with the mute on. Actually, just leave it. Leave it on. Leave the mute on. He's appeared again, but he's forgotten to take the mute off. So he's just walking around the house without any clothes on, as usual. Obviously, he's put on a lot of weight. That's a little below the belt. No, it's not. Um, so what's happening at you right now is live theatre. I'm sorry. Uh, all the flaming insults and uh, things I get, and then I say, obviously, you put on a, a, lot of, a bit of weight, and I'm told it's below the belt. I'm not sure what your point is. Do you want to explain? Point is, you told me that you put on some weight since sure. lockdown. So I give you a really sensitive piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> really personal to me something that you know i'm really sensitive about and actually please grow your hair that is a point of fragility <laughs> something that makes me you know it taps into childhood trauma it taps into historical stuff and you know this because you know me really well and yet it's the thing that you choose to attack me with anyway what's happening at you right now is live theater so what's happened is um you froze oh, yeah no 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 but i'm giving you the context if you shut up for a second I refer you to the previous thing. Stop saying things that are in your head out loud. Um, so we know from the previous episode and from my life generally that I've changed internet providers and I'm almost happily enjoying uh, Virgin Broadband. However, there is a dead patch in my flat, which is the bedroom, uh, the main bedroom. There's a little bit of a dead patch in there. What we've discovered today during this podcast is there's actually a second dead patch which is in the bathroom, which is also the furthest point from the Wi-Fi router. So it's not the most surprising thing. However, I didn't preempt it because I've never Zoomed from the bath before and I've certainly never podcast from the bath before. However, because it's me, this is already solved. So it's not even a conversation because I've already had my grumpy conversation with Virgin. So we could do, if you want to, who is Darren upset this week section, but let's not bother because needless to say, Virgin are allegedly sending me a booster what I can plug in upstairs, and then we could podcast from the bath. So actually, some might argue it was a bit of a dangerous experiment. So what 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 were you trying to convey of interest during that? Should we do some feedback? Oh, go on then. Wanna know how much you love us? Then give us feedback. Feedback. Good. Well done. Can I just check, Stephen? Because you're a bit flaky and inconsistent these days, generally, always. Did you or did you not play the feedback jingle? Yeah, if you're referring to the fact there were some omissions last week in the final edit, 
when I forgot to put any of the jingles in. If that is what you're referring to, thank you for reminding me at this point to put the feedback music in. Hungry for content tweeted this week. Why do you insist on doing feedback without the jingle? (laughs) Hashtag devoid of any integrity, just like a Tory. Thank you for that. Hungry for content. I think hungry for content, which is the weirdest tweety hashtaggy thing I've ever heard in my life, uh, has a valid point. Why have we started taken to doing feedback without the feedback jingle? Have we? Yeah. We keep getting all carried away and going, I've got some feedback. You've got some feedback. I've got some feedback. And then there's no feedback jingle. The feedback jingle, I think we've only used once. That's a high quality piece of art. I don't even remember what the feedback jingle was. Well, exactly. You're compounding Hungry for Content. All right. I, I, hungry for Content is 100%, as people say now uh, all the time, it just drives me up the wall, is 100% right. Is that a Muswell Hill thing? No. It's is, a, that it's, what, is that what said, like, when you go into Planet Organic Hollywood, is that what everyone said? It's like, uh, is that everything for today, sir? You're like, yeah, 100%. And you're like, she's like, that's uh, £586.72 for your couscous. Is that okay with you, sir? And you're like, yeah, that's 100%. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Dave BT Tech Dept, uh, he tweeted, Plusnet do do fibre, FFS, do your research before making a political stance, Darren. P.S. is Jesse Single. What's sorry? What's all this referring to? Your stupid internet. Can we get off your internet? No one's interested. Yet again, I'm engaging with the audience, and you are clearly taking your Muswell Hill superior stance. I'm trying to engage here. Stop poo-pooing it. So Dave from uh, Dave BTT Tech Debt. I am not going to comment on Jesse's romantic status. That's objectification. We all wonder the same thing. No, we don't. I've got no interest in Jess's status. It's never even crossed my mind to think about it. She's an artist who gives us as top tips. Her art stands on its own. We don't know any, need to know anything about Jess's personal life that will add um, and enhance her art in any way whatsoever. Kind you know, of there's these, these people that write biographies and they make films about great artists and we have to go through all the CD private go- comings and goings in their lives and, and all this stuff. And it doesn't take away or add anything to the art itself. And Jesse's top tips stand alone. We don't need to know anything more about Jesse's private life. But Stephen Thompson, can you? There's a bigger question. It's one of the big questions. KFC, death, sex. Can you separate the art from the artist? So we've had some more feedback. No, 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 no. Can you separate the art from the artist? Polanski, where do you stand on Polanski, Stephen Thompson? Well, the question is, if you saw Polanski's films and you were not told anything about them and then you're shown them and you are told something about his private life, which isn't pleasant, does that change your opinion of the work in itself or does it change your opinion because you know something personal about the man that created the work, which are two different things? Useful Muswell Hill stance you just articulated there. Picasso was an abusive misogynist. Yeah. And yet he is put up to be one of the world's greatest artists by men and women alike. So I ask you the same question again. Can you separate the art from the artist? The point is, I don't know 
anything about Jesse's private life and I never will know anything about Jesse's life unless somebody writes a book about it that I'm forced to read or makes a film that I'm forced to watch. So in the case of Jesse's art, I can easily separate her life from her artwork. Obviously with Polanski, I am aware of his private life. Black and white, black and white, black and white, black and white. Red, a penguin falling down the stairs, tweeted, Where are the answers? Where are the prizes? Hashtag bodged, badly thought through, empty promises, lies and manipulation. You two misleaders would be well at home with heartless robots, pretty Matt, Bojo et al, pretending they're dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, well, I can't argue with that one, and neither can you. No, but I do think we should do a solve on it, no? Give me a second. Questions, here we go. Question one. What is the largest living penguin breed? Is it A, Actin is inherent? Is it B, the, Galaga- the Gal- Galapagos? Thank you. Or is it six, the Emperor Penguin? Um, clearly the answer is Emperor Penguin, no? Which is the most widely distributed penguin in the Antarctic? Is it A, the yellow-eyed? Is it B, the anal-bedious? Or is it six, the Adelie? Adelie, thank you. Uh, clearly it's anal-bedious. Any anybody that said anything else other than anal bedius doesn't even warrant me checking their answer paper. Question three: What do emperor penguins eat? A krill, B seaweed, or six sushi? I mean, yeah, again, I'm surprised by the amount of answers that we had that weren't sushi. When clearly sushi was the basically people answered this quest this quiz almost authentically rather than answering what they thought Darren would say. However. There were a good few people that got the game. So clearly sushi was the answer. Do penguins molt? A, once a year, B, twice a year, or six, after listening to nothing to see here because of stress or stress-induced boredom? So, obviously, most penguin species go through one complete molt a year. The exception is the Galapagos penguin, uh, who has two. How many metres can penguins dive? A, almost as deep as Stephen's issues, which is 150 metres. B, about the same depth as Stephen's issues, which is 200 metres. Or six, a lot deeper than Stephen's issues, which is 300 metres. Clearly, the answer is Stephen's issues. There isn't a measurement because you can't measure Stephen's issues. Well, you can't just measure them full stop, or you just can't measure them because they're so deep. Yeah, how deep is... You remember the song, How Deep Is Your Love? Mm Mm-hmm. How deep are Stephen's issues to that mm-hmm. tube is all you need to know. Okay. In the Antarctic, how do penguins travel over large distances? A, rolling, B, flying, or six, sliding on their bellies like Stephen does in Muswell Hill when he's forgotten his sexy cast trolley? Obviously, it's on their bellies. Uh, well done, Val Kim from New Cross. Uh, you win a year's free subscription to Nothing to See Here podcast. Can we move on now? Arnold Holy tweeted, um, your acting lesson, pretend it's really happening to you. Uh, hashtag every dick theatre director I've ever worked with. Laughed my anus off. Um, now, that's uh, I looked at Arnold's uh, tweet feed. That's only their third tweet. And I think what they meant to say was uh, L-M-A-O, as in laughed my arse off. But I do like laugh my anus off. Thank you, Arnold. I do I do love you for your twerking. Um Brand Dunk tweeted Stephen, by the way, we do need to check the tweets a little bit more consistently than we are at the moment because they have been building up. And I don't want every episode to be taken up by feedback, because that's a really naff, cheaty, predictable way to create content. But Brand Dunk tweeted. Uh, NTSH, 
low-grade, low-tech, low-brow humour. As for Stephen's offensively annoying, <laughs> tip-tappy, tip-tappy, Russell, 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 during his slagging off of what was clearly a beautiful, heartfelt gift. Hashtag no class Thompson. Deliberately so, to give a bit of an atmosphere to the listener's experience. So, Stephen... They, they couldn't see the crappy uh, thing that I was unpacking, so I thought I'll give them an oral experience. So your justification for being so naffly lowbrow uh, and low tech during our podcast is what? Just remind everybody. To add to the listener's listening experience. How did it add to their experience? Well, it just gave them a feeling of being in the room with me as I was opening the present. Uh, Sophisticate Spigno tweets, Darren, great job. Highly appreciating your efforts, your energetic pace and general endless creative beauty. I can smell your passion, adrenaline and commitment across the digital airwaves. So welcome during these tough, tough times. Hashtag gratitudini for Darren's clearly not small mercy. That was a tweet. Thank you, sophisticated Spignon. I'm done with the feedback. Well, we haven't, with the main feedback we got was from Christine, who wrote, uh, hi, Darren and Stephen. Just listened to NTSH, The Leftovers, and it has put a big smile on my face. Thank you, Christine. Thank, we have to nice. put a, bit, a big thank you out to Christine for the time and effort yep. she put into sending that uh, very long, concise uh, email. Uh, Christine, I would like to separate myself from my co-presenters. Slightly passag, understated, uh, overstated. Uh, criticism of your clarity. I did actually try and find out which of the two presenters she preferred, um, but she seemed to be a bit evasive on that issue. So, are you feeling clean? No, because my bath got interrupted because of the dodgy Wi-Fi. We're going to have to do another broadcast from the bath at some point. How's your week been? And uh, should we get the sex fact in before we forget? Uh, yeah, if you want. I know how much you love it. I was over the moon last week. Sex fact, sex fact. Oh, that's very clear. Sex fact. If they don't have sex for one year, female ferrets die. Do you know, I heard every word of that. That was really enunciated beautifully. Do you know what? I know why it is. It's because you're, you've recorded, he's recorded, passed the recording on to you. You're then playing the recording to me from your end over the flipping internet coming into my ears. And so the sound quality is depleted by the time it reaches me, which is why I don't hear it very well. No, because you're old and you can't even stand up on flat surfaces. I repeat, it's got a long journey from his mouth to my ears. This sounds like an erotic novel. I was doing my best there, so I'm glad you picked that up. Maybe you should start adapting erotic novels. Uh, let's have a let's have a break. Oh, you're going to the toilet. Beds of Devon, beds of Devon, sleep for now and evermore. 
time to get yourself in bed with a gorgeous 20% off. Just use NTSH at the checkout. A reminder that unlike some of its competitors, Beds of Devon do not fund any extreme right organisations. In fact, on his days off from Beds of Devon, manager Brendan and the Cockerton Shop often do fundraising events. 20% checkout online, NTSH, use it. Uh, times is hard. Uh, all of the shops need our support. Shop local. Um, last week, we were also missing that, you know. Missing what? Sponsorship. We don't do Beds of Devon every week. Well, that's the first I've heard of it. No, we don't do Beds of Devon every week. You've done them every week except last week. That's not true. Do you want to bet? Yeah. All right. I bet you, if I'm right, which I am, because I'm always right, you have to do a podcast naked. Why would you want me to do that? I wouldn't want you to do it. I know it'd make you horribly uncomfortable. That I would relish and enjoy. I'd just turn, I'd turn your camera off, but I'd know that you were feeling minging. That, that I would enjoy. Yeah, I could just do the whole thing with the camera off and you wouldn't know whether I was naked or not. I think it would be more bearable because I wouldn't have to look at you. Point is, you're wrong. I'm right. Um, I'm not sure whether she's single or not. And you know what? You're right, Stephen Thompson. We don't need to know because the art is the art is the art. Using crushed aspirin in your shampoo works a treat on greasy hair. Well, I haven't got greasy hair, so I can't try that one out. I... You haven't got any hair, so you can't try it out. Should we do promote? Yeah. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat? Heads. Genuine promote. Biden, uh, Trump, transgender, military ban. Can we finish now? I just think President Biden. Transgender, military ban. Can we finish? No, just, yeah, but President Biden. Okay, let's just, should we just make that our genuine promote every week? Yeah. The fact that Trump is no longer president of the States. Good. Right, have we covered everything? <laughs> I'm paranoid now after last week. I think we might have covered everything. How's your week been? We haven't done your week. Oh, yeah. How's your two weeks been? You had a nice Tuesday and a crap Wednesday, didn't you? Yeah, but that you sent me your play. That was messy. It's good, isn't it? No. Fucking mess. It's not a mess. It's a fine work of art. Do you know how long that took me? Five minutes? Ten. Okay, fair enough. Right, are we done? Hang on. Hang on. Wait there. This is going to be in the bath, by the way. Okay. But obviously, we're not in the bath anymore. Is it waterproof drilling? Yeah. I've got some waterproof drilling to do. Has it got batteries? No, not yet. I've, I've, been, I've had a busy week. You said you had a quiet Tuesday. You could have done it on Tuesday. Didn't have a quiet Tuesday. Nobody told you I had a quiet Tuesday. Wait, did I got a text from you saying you had a quiet Tuesday? No, I moved slowly on Tuesday. I didn't have a quiet Tuesday. You moved slowly on Tuesday? Yeah. What are you, a sloth? Right. So drilling, uh, waterproof drilling. Uh, I had a proper chilled Tuesday. I'm not sure what your point is. What's your point? If you were that chilled, you could have got batteries. No, because that would have been work. 
You don't mm-hmm. go buying batteries if you're being chilled. Uh, are you coming to our workshop? What workshop? Uh, give me a second. Uh, oh, there we are. Right, are you coming? No. You're not serious. No, I'm not. Oh, my God. Welcome and play for warm-up. That sounds just... You can't mix free play with a guided activity. It's hard today. I don't know what mood you're in, but it's hard. For any of you feeling unduly deflated by Darren's abrupt exit from the bath, God help you. Fear not. He'll be back with another Esther Williams-inspired episode in the future. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. The Bath episode, Dead Patch. Thank you for listening. I think the fact that your mother made you listen to The Archers is trauma enough. You win. She didn't make me listen to The Archers. It was just on the radio. The fact that she told you implicitly, explicitly, with her words or without her words, that it was okay for a child to listen to The Archers is a... I cut you off with the jingle, with, yeah. with Chris's section. You were about to say something. Well, what I was saying is you were doing a me. You, I'd um, obviously... I've not I finished, don't... <laughs> finished talking. Uh, I interrupted you, and that's really not okay. Uh, because you, I'm sure you were about to say something. So I was... <laughs> oh, but I'm sure you, the, the thing is... I'm sure you were about to say something and it was probably like almost of value and I interrupted you. I'm really sorry for that. So what I was I saying... No, how sad I am for that. Uh... Just sigh at me. Yeah.